What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a very special free agency week edition of the Turn on the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Joe Caparoso, owner of TurnOnTheJets.com. I'm going to be joined today by Scott Mason of our website, Turn on the Jets as well, and the host of the Play Like a Jet podcast. Uh, before we dive into our rantings on the first 48 hours of free agency, I want to remind you guys that this podcast is brought to you by Prime Sport, official sponsor and team partner of the New York Jets. Make sure to go to primesport.com slash turn on the Jets for their upcoming ticket packages for the March Madness. Uh, also, follow them on Twitter and Facebook at Prime Sport. And this podcast is brought to you by Razorsport.com. That's R-A-Z-E-R-S-P-O-R-T.com. The best in the business when it comes to betting consultancy, leading into March Madness as well, NBA, NHL, whatever you need advice on, Razorsport.com, R-A-Z-E-R-S-P-O-R-T.com. Give them a follow on Twitter at Razorsport Club. Support Prime Sport. Go to primesport.com slash turn on the Jets. Support Razorsport. Go to Razorsport.com and sign up for the member section. Help the sponsors of the pod. Help the podcast. Give us reviews. Give us ratings. Okay, Scott, let's recap everything that's happened since free agency has started. After a very quiet first day, here is basically all of the relevant news for today. Kirk Cousins is going to the Minnesota Vikings, did not even take a visit with the New York Jets. Sounds like it's going to be a fully guaranteed three-year contract, somewhere around $28 million per year. After that happened, rumors abound that the Jets were going to sign Teddy Bridgewater, and it was just about a done deal. However, before that becomes official, they announced they're bringing back Josh McCown on a one-year, $10 million contract and have already told him he will be the starter for next year. On top of that, the Jets have signed running back Isaiah Crowell of the Cleveland Browns to a three-year deal. Um, that have been their only additions. So basically, McCown and Crowell official, Bridgewater still rumored to be happening Elsewhere, Allen Robinson off the market to Chicago, Sammy Watkins off the market to Kansas City, Case Keenum off the market to Denver, Weston Richburg off the market to San Francisco, Malcolm Butler going to Tennessee, Bashad Breeland going to Carolina, Aaron Colvin going to Houston, I believe, or I believe it is Houston, uh, Jacksonville signed Andrew Norwell. Uh, so a lot of the targets that we had talked about for the Jets have came off the board. Now, Ryan Jensen still out there at center, Spencer Long still out there in center as of the recording of this podcast. Tremaine Johnson is still out there. Rashawn Melvin, EJ Gaines. So the Jets could still make some additions at needed positions. But I think any Jet fan would be lying to you if they would tell you that they would, if I would have read that entire list of them at this time of the week and they would be happy with it. Scott, what have been your reactions to the Jets moves today? And then I'll get my rant off my chest. Uh, (laughs) Here's the best way I can put it. I feel like I've been waiting for a year for Christmas to get here. And I woke up and I ran downstairs to open up my presents on Christmas morning. And instead, my parents were sitting there waiting to tell me that they're getting divorced. I really don't even know how else to put it, Joe, because look, we all understood that as much as I wanted Kirk Cousins and the fan base was mixed, there were some people that didn't want him, some people that did. We all knew that there was a chance he was going elsewhere. Minnesota seemed to be the favorite for obvious reasons because of the fact that they are a much better football team than the Jets right now. They have an opportunity to be a Super Bowl contender immediately. And so if they were going to come pretty close money-wise, you had to figure that they were going to be the front runner. But the backup plan that everybody assumed was going to be the piece 
was going to be Josh McCown and then a rookie, right? So then we hear the Jets are closing in on Teddy Bridgewater, which I was happy because I said, okay, good. Teddy Bridgewater, he's 25 years old. He hasn't played in two years. When he did play, he was pretty good. He looked like he was on the cusp of something before he hurt himself. And so you figure, okay, they bring in Teddy Bridgewater. They trade up in the draft and get a rookie. And then best case scenario is Teddy Bridgewater plays pretty well. The Jets deal him for some value next year. The rookie comes in. Worst case scenario, Bridgewater craps out. The rookie plays quickly. And off we go. And in fact, my thing that I was nervous about was if the Jets were to sign Bridgewater, then they would bring back McCown and they would say, okay, quarterback's not really a need. We can go best player available at six. And in fact, Joe, your former podcast guest and the voice of the New York Jets, Bob Wischusen, told me that that's ridiculous. He said, come on, you think that they're going to get Teddy Bridgewater and they're going to say that's it at quarterback? Of course they're going to draft somebody. Well, just as I'm getting ready to be excited about Teddy Bridgewater, then the news breaks that not only did they sign McCown, but they're still working on Bridgewater. And by the way, they told McCown that he's the starter next year. Now that begs the question, of course, if you're Teddy Bridgewater, why on earth would you want to come to the Jets when you've already been told that you're not going to be the starting quarterback, that this 39-year-old journeyman is, has been promised the starting job? So I don't understand what's going on. And to, again, it looks like McCown, if he's going to be the starting quarterback in 2018, and if they bring in Bridgewater, then maybe the idea is that maybe the idea is that Joe, I'm sorry. Did you, uh, can you still hear me? I got you. I got you. Vent it out, Scott. I'm sorry. I just, I, (laughs) I thought I was losing. No, basically what I'm saying is if they keep Bridgewater or they bring in Bridgewater and they have McCown as a starter, it seems to me that that means they think Bridgewater is the developmental quarterback or whatever, whatever sense that makes. And then they're not even going to worry about drafting a QB. And if they do it, maybe they do it on day two or day three or something like that. So the whole thing that we were looking forward to the whole year, which was the Jets are either going to get cousins or they're going to go and they're going to get a young quarterback to really build this team around and set them into the future. We're stuck with a repeat of 2017, Joe. I don't understand it. And listen, a lot of these other free agents I'm not super hot and bothered. I would have liked Norwell, but I understand not spending huge money on a guard. I think Jensen or Long would be a perfectly fine addition. I like both of them. I think they would be very solid upgrades at center. I think that Allen Robinson would have been a good target. That one kind of disappointed me, but I'm not really that upset about a lot of these other guys. And a lot of the top corners are still on the board. Malcolm Butler's gone. That's okay. Tremaine Johnson's still out there. Melvin, some of these other guys. But the quarterback thing drives me insane, Joe, because I felt like we went through 2017 for the express purpose of the reward being either they were going to spend a ton of money on Kirk Cousins or they were going to get a nice, shiny, new, young franchise quarterback to hopefully build around, whether it was Rosen, Darnold, Mayfield, whatever. And now it seems like we're stuck in purgatory again. 2018 is going to be 2017 all over. It's just, I I don't understand this, Joe. They have a hundred million dollars in cap space and three picks in the top 50. 
And I was talking to Michael Mania, who also writes with us over at TorontoJets.com, and we both said, oh, my God, they somehow did it. They managed to, to get into the nightmare scenario. I couldn't have imagined something worse than this, Joe. Josh McCown at 39 years old is going to be the starting quarterback again in 2018. How is that even a consideration other than maybe, okay, he starts a couple games till the rookie's ready? I don't understand this. And then on top of it, you're going to bring in Teddy Bridgewater. So this, the, the funniest thing is Kyle Fahey, who also is a member of our website and is a co-host of the, uh, the Jet Take, he's trying to sell me on it at first. Going, oh, yeah, no, it's a good idea because now McCown, he could be the – the second or third string and this and that. And this is before, of course, we knew about the, him being promised the starting job, supposedly. And I just was like, I knew that wasn't going to be it. I knew it because I knew McCown would never accept coming here as the third string quarterback. And I knew they would never pay a third string quarterback $10 million. That would be insanely stupid anyway. And I said, Kyle, all due respect, I love you, but you're a kid. I've seen this movie so many times now that I know that somehow that, that the worst fears are going to be realized. And that's what happened because within minutes, Joe, is when Calvin Watkins from Newsday is the one who first reported it and then others reported it, that McCown was told he would be the starter in 2018. I, I want to know what Mike McCagnan and Todd Bowles are thinking here, to be honest with you. If Chris Johnson gave them a full vote of confidence and said, just do whatever you want and you guys are going to be back, then Chris Johnson is way worse than Woody Johnson ever was, to be perfectly honest. And if that's not the case, it almost feels like Mike McCannon's trying to get fired or trying to become the least popular person in New York because he's on the way to that. Again, there are still ways to do something here positive. You could get John Tremaine Johnson. You could get Kyle Fuller. You could get Rashawn Melvin. You can go out and you can get somebody else on the offensive line like Spencer Long or like Ryan Jensen. But as far as the quarterback goes, that was the big ticket item that we all desperately have been wanting fixed forever, Joe, ever since we realized that Mark Sanchez wasn't the answer. And then it was Geno Smith and then it was Hackenberg. And now we're being told, I just, I don't understand. They they have the number six pick, two picks in the second round, all this money, all these assets. If they're not going to fix this now, when is it ever going to happen, Joe? I feel like it's just never going to happen. And I'll be honest with you, if the plan is what we all fear, which is best player available or picking a quarterback on day two or day three and not making an aggressive move to go up and get Mayfield or Rosen or Donald or whoever, I, I mean, if it was me, I would at the, the second the first round is over, I would call Mike McCagan into my office and say, you're fired, get out of here. That would be it. I mean, uh, he is, his main job is to me was to fix the jets from the bottom up. And that begins and ends with the quarterback. We all know that they're in position to finally fix this. And this is what we get. I just, I'm sorry, Joe. I hope I'm not going on too long, but this made me so angry today. As I told you before we started recording, I almost had to leave my desk at my office, walk outside and put my fist through my windshield because I was so upset. I just can't even fathom how anybody on earth could think this is a good idea. No matter how much you want to wave the jet pom-poms, this is insane. I'm sorry, Joe. I hope I didn't go on too long, but go ahead. <laughs> Quite a rant, Scott. I think, hey, this is, this is, uh, this is the time for ranting. So I will, I will level set here because I, I completely understand where you're coming from. And 
everything you said has a lot of validity to it. So I will start on the other end of the spectrum and say there is still a salvageable path for this Jets offseason. That would involve finding a way to draft Baker Mayfield or Josh Rosen or maybe Sam Darnold if he happens to fall. That is likely going to require the Jets to trade into the top three. They still need to fix center. They could go out and get Ryan Jensen. They still need to fix corner. They could go out and get a guy like EJ Gaines or maybe even Tremaine Johnson, although you're probably going to have to overpay for him. But honestly, at this point, it doesn't really matter. You need to use this cap space anyway. So if the Jets can still, in free agency, address center, address cornerback, maybe be smart with the trade market and make a couple other types of moves, and then go into the draft and get a Baker Mayfield or Josh Rosen, all of a sudden... All of this stuff doesn't sting quite so much. But as it stands right now, you have Buffalo loading up on picks. Uh, they have seven picks, I believe, in the first three rounds, trying to get into the top five without question to get a quarterback. There have been rumblings of Miami trying to move into the top five to get a quarterback because they're big fans of Baker Mayfield. There is no way the Jets are going to be able to just sit put at number six and act like they are going to be okay and be able to get one of the top two or three quarterbacks in this class unless they are comfortable with Josh Allen at number six. And if that's the case, we got a whole nother set of problems that we could rant about at a different time. And as it stands now, with McCown, let's say they get McCown and Bridgewater. That is not a long and short-term plan at quarterback. Bridgewater has not played football in two years. If you want to just bring in Bridgewater as your quote-unquote bridge quarterback, I like it because right. there is some potential upside there. Maybe he could regain his form, and if you miss on the first-round pick or he struggles out of the gate, you could turn to Bridgewater, and maybe he ends up being your guy for a few years. He's only 25 years old. He's a former first-round pick. There is some logic in missing on Cousins and then pivoting to Bridgewater. There is less logic in missing on Cousins, going to pay Josh McCown $10 million, and then still potentially getting Bridgewater. Because any, even if you draft a quarterback, that quarterback immediately becomes a third stringer. There's only so many reps in practice. So how is he developing just by sitting on the bench and never playing? We tried this route with Hackenberg before, and he's never going to take a snap here, period. There's a reason the Jets are going to add all these quarterbacks, because Petty can't play and Hackenberg can't play. So... Even putting that aside, Josh McCown is going to be 39 years old. He's coming off a career year, both from a health standpoint. He has never started a full 16 games in a season. He couldn't do it last year. And from a production standpoint, the odds of him not regressing to the mean, both from getting hurt and from producing, are not very high. How can a team that has not made the playoffs in seven years go put $10 million down on Josh McCown to be potentially their starting quarterback week one. Are you going to tell me that Mike McCagnan has been this team's, this team's GM for four years and his opening day starting quarterback is going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh McCown, and Josh McCown? That is completely unacceptable. So unless McCagnan does everything in his power to go get Josh Rosen, Baker Mayfield, or Sam Darnold, like you said, Scott, he is writing his own ticket out of this job because you don't have the most cap space in the league. And cap space, as a lot of people have said, can be very overrated because if you can't make the cap space work, it's not winning any games for you. And the Jets aren't winning any free agency battles. There is no way the Jets envision going into this offseason with over $90 million of cap space and having their first two signings be a middling running back from Cleveland and their 39-year-old wow. journeyman quarterback and have their other visits be... Uh, 
a just a guy pass rusher and Benson Mayowa and looking at a backup potential inside linebacker and Avery Williamson. The Jets were not even remotely close to being in the biddings for guys like Allen Robinson, like Trey Burton, uh, like Sammy Watkins. They There was rumors they were in on Malcolm Butler, and you could say, you know what, I didn't want to pay him that money. Fine, but then what are you doing to address corner? Bashad Breeland signed elsewhere. Aaron Colvin signed elsewhere. This team is still a mess at cornerback and still a mess at center, so they still have a lot more work to do over the next few weeks, over the next few days. But what is concerning at the quarterback position is that this continual desire to play, as we always say, $5 low-stakes poker. Small contract for Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe he works, maybe he doesn't. Keep running the string out with Josh McCown on these one-year deals. This is not an answer to fixing the quarterback position. The Jets couldn't even get themselves a visit with Kirk Cousins. He didn't even take them seriously enough when they had the most cap space in the NFL to even entertain them with a visit. That's how far away they are from contending. You would be hard-pressed to tell me, as it stands right now, a team in the NFL who's in worse shape than the Jets. It's not Cleveland anymore after this offseason. It's not Chicago anymore after adding Allen Robinson and Trey Burton and having Trubisky. Who is a team who is worse off than the Jets as it stands right now? You can't name them. So Mike McCagnan has a hell of a lot of work to do. And acquisitions like Josh McCown for $10 million or Isaiah Crowell for three years when he has not cracked a thousand yards once in his career and is no better than Bilal Powell, who's already on the roster, is not getting it done. So Jet fans absolutely have a right to be very frustrated at this point while trying to keep in mind that this team could still upgrade at center and could still upgrade at corner. There's my, there's my seven minute rant. Uh, And look, Maybe, and this could be wrong, there's still time for these guys to prove me wrong, but maybe, just maybe, Mike McCagnet and Todd Bowles aren't good at their job. Maybe, maybe. Maybe there's a reason they're 20 and 28 through three years. Now, maybe they will get better and they will improve this offseason, but as it stands to date, I don't understand people who question, who are getting mad at questioning whether these guys are competent at their job at this point. Any other, any other last thoughts, Scott, before we sign off? Yeah, first of all, I as you mentioned with the $10 million with Josh McCown, I have to say it made me laugh. Dan Essien, who is one of our writers at TurnOnTheJets.com, had a funny line in our group chat that I later shared on Twitter, which was, how does this team hold the line like it's some big deal, two years, $8 million to Austin Safarian Jenkins? And don't get me wrong, I'm, I don't care that much if ASJ comes back or not because there were other options at the time anyway. You, uh, they're like, oh, two years, eight million. That's it. That's it. We are not budging, not a penny more. And then they go and, and give ten million dollars to Josh McCown. Who else is giving ten million dollars to Josh McCown? It's absurd. And I, I do agree with you. If you want to be an optimist, the thought is, look, if you go and you get yourself Tremaine Johnson or Melvin or some of these other guys, you can do a good job fixing cornerback. And like you said, let's be real. Go pay Tremaine Johnson. I don't really care what it costs at this point because you have a ton of cap space. You've got to use a good portion of it. And now most of the big ticket items are gone anyway. So you might as well spend on the best players left available at this point. Um, and my thought is you, know, you can fix that. You can get Spencer Long or you can get Ryan Jensen to fix center. Those are two of your glaring needs. The one thing that I keep coming back to is the fact that, as you said, it is possible for them to still come out of this offseason fine if they go up and make a move to get Mayfield or Rosen or Donald. But the thing that I just can't get away from is if they're telling Josh McCown 
that he's going to be the starter in 2018 and they're going out to sign Teddy Bridgewater. I just don't see any universe where that tells you that they're a team that's ready to make an aggressive move to go up in the draft and get a quarterback. Now, if they do it, then fine. Then I'll take a deep breath and say, great, I'm excited. Let's go. Let's see. But as it stands, it's just frustrating two, five and 11 years in a row. And then the reward is supposed to be finally that franchise quarterback. And now the answer is, Hey, we're bringing back McCown for another year. And maybe Teddy Bridgewater who hasn't played in two years turns into something. Like you said, Joe, I was happy about Bridgewater because it's like, okay, well, low risk, high reward potential there. You get him, you get the rookie. Good. All right, fine. Something to look forward to. But now look, I just, I can't, it drives me nuts. I can't even think about a 2018 quarterback by Josh McCown again. I, I don't want to think about it. And unfortunately, it seems like that's where we're headed because you don't promise Josh McCown the starting job in 2018 and then go out after giving him $10 million and try and sign another veteran if you're gearing up for a major move in the draft to trade up for a quarterback. So look, maybe I'm wrong, but everything that they've been doing seems to indicate that I'm not wrong. And I've seen them do this so many times. And like you said, McCagnan has his history when it comes to quarterbacks of being okay with the patchwork stuff. So we'll see what happens. But right now, to be honest, Joe, as far as quarterback, at least, I don't think anybody has much reason to be optimistic. Look, it's a fair frustration. And now, you know, more news is trickling out that Bridgewater is going to consider potentially other options. It makes sense. Why does he want to come here and be in a situation with a rookie quarterback in McCown? So I think, look, we got to see how this plays out, but you know, I don't think anybody is surprised about the pivot on missing cousins, then going to pay McCown. We haven't agreed with it, but it's not shocking. But now it puts so much more pressure on you to execute in the NFL draft. And what's been frustrating is no execution at the other positions. Um, you know, watching so many other people fly off the board and no real critical additions yet. So hopefully that changes in the coming days. We will obviously be covering all of this on our podcast here on Turn on the Jets. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Make sure to follow Scott on the Play Like a Jet podcast. He's going to have Connor Rogers on tonight. He had Connor Hughes on last night to talk about all this. And then make sure to give us a follow, of course, on turnonthejets.com and follow me on Twitter at Jay Caparoso and Scott on Twitter at Play Like a Jet one, we're just going to post this straight up, no intro. We'll have the intro in the podcast later in the week. Scott, good luck on the pod tonight with Connor, and we'll talk to you then. Thanks, Joe, and yep, all the Connors.